0: Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk-takers, the game-changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. From KQED. You're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Tonight, to commemorate Juneteenth, dozens of theaters in the Bay Area and beyond are presenting Vincent Terrell Durham's play, polar bears, black boys, and prairie-fringed orchids. It centers on a cocktail party hosted by a liberal white couple for a Black Lives Matter activist, his gay white lover, and the mother of a slain 12 year old black boy. And it brings in issues of climate change, gentrification, police violence, and racial identity. The Juneteenth Theater Justice Project is leading this co- collaboration. And we're joined now by Aldo Billingsley. He is Bay Area Theater. He is a Bay Area Theater veteran, professor of theater at Santa Clara University, and leader of the Juneteenth Theater Justice Project. Thanks for joining us on Forum, Aldo Billingsley.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Mina. It's an honor.
0: Thank you. And also with us is Vincent Terrell Durham, playwright of Polar Bears, Black Boys, and Prairie prairie Fringed Orchids. So glad to have you here as well, Vincent Terrell Durham. You're on mute. Uh, And Vincent Vincent Terrell Durham, are you with us?
2: Yes, I am. Okay, great. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) No, no no worries at all My Um,
2: skills need to be refreshed (laughs) good morning and good morning
0: well really appreciate having you on and i have to say i was able to read some of your play uh, last night and it really reads as something happening right now i mean you have this cocktail party uh with a black lives matter activist his gay white lover i mean we're also in pride and also the mother of a child who was killed by police but when did you write this
2: you know, it's uh, it's um, interesting that it does feel timely, as you say, but um, really the whole process of this play was started back in November of 2016. So it, it, it speaks to um, where we're at, like, you know, something that was timely in 2016, unfortunately, is still just as timely in 2020.
0: You mean that a lot of progress has not been made between that, that time
2: and now? Yes, unfortunately.
0: And what inspired it?
2: Sure. The inspiration of this came from uh, Playground L.A. and Planet Earth Arts. Uh, Playground L.A., um, for people who don't know, is a playwriting, it's an incubator for playwrights in L.A. And each month they give a prompt. In this particular month, they were joining forces with uh, Planet Earth Arts. And the prompt had to do with the planet, you know, nurturing our planet, saving our planet. So that prompt created a 10-minute play called Shooting at the Universe, where I explored uh, Black Lives Matter versus environmental issues and saving the planet. So I I took those two ideas and just kind of like let them collide.
0: And Aldo Pilingsley, why did you choose this play to launch this effort, as I understand it, to also try to raise money for more Black-centered theater?
1: But because it's perfect, because it speaks to this moment, just as you said. And unfortunately, it was focused on another moment. But because of systemic racism, that moment keeps repeating itself and we haven't moved forward. Uh, Vincent said uh, that uh, he wrote the play to start the conversation. And uh, fortunately, now that conversation has started and this play can continue it and further it.
0: And I understand you were really taken by the play from the moment you started reading the first pages.
1: (sighs) Absolutely. Um, Annie Stewart and Jim Kleinman, the artistic director and casting director of Playground uh, kept urging me to to read the the play and I was really busy and was taking a trip uh, with uh, family and dear friends to uh, Yankton, South Dakota. And we uh, flew into Nebraska. We had a great time and then on the way back. We're going to make this drive from Yankton to Omaha. And I thought that's when I'll read the play. And so we get in the car. I get maybe six pages in and said, all right, turn off the radio. Everybody listen up. I have to read this out loud. And so read it out loud. And we started signifying. We started testifying. (laughs) We started howling with laughter and then some gasps and then some moans. It, uh just a powerful piece, and I knew that I had to try to find some theaters to do it. So I actually took it to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and we read it there uh, last year. Um, uh, a friend up there, Amrita, is uh, in charge of literary development, and she was interested. And so we grabbed some actors and read it there in August, uh, hoping that they would maybe put it in their 2021 season uh, to give it some more time to be developed. Mm. Um, but they weren't as interested, and then this came up.
0: Well, you're right. So powerful. But also there's humor in there as well. And uh, just very quickly, Aldo Blingsley, can you just talk about the logistics of this? So basically, you've gotten dozens of theaters to do this. How are they going to present it?
1: Um, It is, uh, uh, they're going to present it very carefully. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, uh, when, when Jim called me, he actually called me about the theater's Black Lives Matter statement. I thought he was calling about this play. And when I told him that's why I thought he was calling, he said, oh, and I said, well, maybe we should. And he said, yes, we should. And I'm on the board of the Lorraine Hansberry Theater and uh, um, uh, the oldest black theater and uh, one of the oldest black theaters on, in the country. And uh, uh, we said we could do it as a collaboration. And then said, well, but there's some other theaters that are also trying to work as allies and, 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 uh, uh, and, and have been uh, very, uh, forward and progressive in their work, so we said maybe we should involve some of them. And so the, some of the first leaders we called Cal Shakes and Eric Tang were on board immediately. Uh, Josh Costello at the Aurora uh, said absolutely, and can can I have you and Vincent uh, on our Aurora Connects? And and we started growing. And I have to tell you, uh, Mina, uh, dozens would have been great when we first started, but uh, at present. We have 42 Bay Area theater organizations that are involved. And they are all supporting uh, the work by uh, forwarding the information to their patrons, by uh, posting up information, talking about it. And uh, they are all uh, contributing a small fee to uh, the royalty so that uh, Vincent as playwright will be compensated for his work. But uh, Playground, is paying for the stage manager and the director, and uh, they're paying for all the actors, and they're, and they're all getting a, a San Francisco living wage, so it is not cheap for that theater, uh, and uh, but they're committed.
0: So there will be different groups of actors performing this? Um...
1: All, of the, the, all of those theaters are supporting the one reading that Playground is doing. Okay. Uh, and so Playground's doing a Zoom webinar which means that the people that you see uh, in, in, a, in a Zoom webinar they would be panelists, but for us it's going to be the, the stage, and so the people you see would be on stage, and uh, you wouldn't see like fifty or or a hundred or at this point I think we have uh, reservations for two thousand two hundred maybe um, uh, people who are going to be, or and I think those I think those are households that are uh, that have subscribed to watch this this evening. Um, And uh, so you won't see all those faces on screens. You'll just be watching the screen and be able to take that in. So those theaters are helping out that way. Um, In addition, there are uh, theaters uh, around the country that we also uh, contacted through the National New Plays Network, where this play was a finalist last year. Um, And uh, it's, it's, it's ironic because Had Vincent's play one, it would have had a a rolling world premiere with maybe three theaters. Um, But now there's another 20 uh, theaters around the country in LA, uh, DC, Albany, uh, and New York, New York and Houston, Tampa, Orlando, Eugene, Chicago, Portland, and Moscow, Idaho, and in Minneapolis that are going to do separate readings.
0: Separate readings because of, I'm sure, time reasons as well, time differences. Well, in those, well in those
1: partly rooms. for time differences, but uh, Jim said early on that the play will have a, a stronger resonance if the people in those regions see the actors from those regions uh. and uh, see people that they know in the community. Um, uh, some people in the Bay Area might know me, but uh, uh, people in Orlando but surely don't. And so uh, that helps. And it also means that there's a whole lot of actors who can't work right now that are getting employed because of Vincent's play. And so in uh, every one of those places, there are three African American actors who are working now and getting paid, and there are three uh, Caucasian actors who are working, and there's a and there's a child actor who's going to get on stage maybe for the first time.
0: And you're just reminding us, Aldo Billingsley, of how this is such a tough time for theater generally. I should also remind listeners that there's a link on our website with more information and a link to reserve free tickets to the Zoom event uh, so that they can go to that uh, forum at kqed.org, org slash forum. And also if Listeners want to join the conversation and talk with Aldo Billingsley and Vincent Terrell Durham about the play about Juneteenth. Give us a call. 866 733 6786 is the number to call. Again, 866 733 6786. You can reach us on Twitter and Facebook at KQED Forum. Email us forum at kqed.org. We're talking about an event that will live stream on Zoom tonight at seven to commemorate Juneteenth a reading of Vincent Terrell Durham's play, Polar Bears, Black Boys, and Prairie Fringed Orchids. And Vincent I, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to throw in that uh, one of the things that happened uh, just after we got the, the the idea and started to put things together. Um, uh, well, I should say, once we were able to co- clearly communicate what the idea was to, to Vincent, because the first time was like, we got this idea, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was very clear. <laughs> um, but once we did, we uh, uh, one of the local theaters, uh, California Shakespeare Theater, uh, got together a group of actors who had uh, worked there, a group of Black actors, just to give us a chance to connect uh, as a community and uh, and speak. And Margot Hall, the consummate actress, Margot Hall, mm-hmm. said, "You know what we really need is a GoFundMe for Black theater. Black theater needs support, and we need to be contacting." Uh, all the people who've come through black theater and have been extremely successful in their acting careers and their directing careers, but also uh, uh, black athletes and black uh, singers and performers, we should be contacting them and asking them to to, uh, to support a GoFundMe. And uh, so from Margot's idea, we set up a $1 million campaign on GoFundMe. And uh, I'm, Happy to say that people have made contributions, 256 people have made contributions so far. Uh, and uh, we are now part of the 2%, I should say, uh, mm. because we're about 2% of the way there. We got a long way to go to get to a million dollars. Um, so uh, um, that's where the idea came from. And, uh, and that's why uh, uh, some of those celebrities, uh, Beyonce, uh, jay Z should be hearing from not just Vincent and, and myself, but anybody who's on their Twitter list, whatever, anybody who has them on Insta, tell them the Black Theater Fund on GoFundMe, please.
0: Well, I have to say, Vincent Charles Durham, that one of the things that uh, your play, that I was really struck by in reading it, is that it really is about bringing people together. I mean, we're hearing from all about one way of bringing people together, but you really bring people from different very different worlds together. And I feel like that's a, it's a big part of this moment right now that, that people from different communities and different races are, tr- are coming together or at least coming together in a way that feels like for the first time with shared attention on racism.
2: Absolutely, that was really my goal when I started to write the full length play is I just wanted to get a group of people in a room talking. And then of course they're talking about one subject, but when you have six people talking about one thing, you're gonna get six different points of view. And just watching those conversations bounce off of each other and how people take what the other character said and how they receive it and how they respond to it, it was, that, that's what's exciting to me when I write a play. And that's, you know, that's what we see in real life. When you go to a cocktail party and you start conversations, you you get what's in this play, you know. Sometimes you you roll up on the wrong conversation because, oh, I don't like what this guy's saying at all. Let me get out of this one, you know. But in this play, they're in the house; they can't get out. So, you know, we have to deal with it. We have to deal with these different points of views.
0: Well, let me go to caller Lucy in San Francisco, who's on the line. Hi, Lucy. Hi. I'm just wondering if we can also contribute to that GoFundMe page or buy tickets tonight. I know it's free, but is there a way to contribute tonight? Although Billingsley.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Once you go to the page, you can contribute to that to the theater and that will help uh, offset some of those costs. But um, every single theater that's on the list also needs contributions. So um, if you have it, please give it because we need it. Thank you so much for the generous thought.
0: Yeah, Lucy, thank you for that. You know, Vincent Treldron, we at the top, we, we started by talking about how you were conceiving of this play in 2016, and now we're seeing all the attention that it's getting in 2020. Does it feel like we are in a different time? I know we mentioned that it doesn't feel like a lot has changed, but in some ways, all this attention on Juneteenth, for example, this year, um, the kind of response that your your play is is getting from all these different theaters who want to collaborate, do you see this as a different moment?
2: It, it. I'm almost afraid to speak it out loud. <laughs> you it's know, I'm, true. Uh, yeah, but it it does feel different. And yeah, I'm afraid to even say it, but it does feel different. Um, I think we're all in a place where a lot of us are on lockdown, we're, a lot of us are still in quarantine. So we have time to reflect and we have time to watch the news and we have time to actually listen to the voices of people that we probably have not listened to before because we've been so busy with our day. So yeah, it does feel different. And I hope that continues.
0: Why I just you, hope
2: we don't lose that vibe.
0: Why are you afraid to say it, that it feels different?
2: You know, I've, I've seen, you know, I, I really don't know why this particular incident with uh, Mr. George Floyd triggered this response in me. but. Watching his murder on my iPhone just took me back to my childhood where I experienced domestic violence. And I have no idea why that is associated, but my body just went there. And it feels so similar to me because like, there's been so many instances when I was a child where the violence would happen and then an apology would happen and then we would think everything is okay. Then the violence would happen again and then another apology would happen. And then the bigger the violence, the bigger the apology. And that's what this seems like to me. And that's my fear, because this violence was so big. And of course, the apology seems to be just as big. But I've watched those apologies just disappear and then things go back to normal. So that this the little kid in me is afraid of that happening. Yes. Well, it's it's also that that fear
1: that you're going to jinx it
0: if you yes. if you, if you name it.
1: Um, if you if you put if you put words to it yes. um, and uh, it's it's a tender infancy of hope that we're in this moment uh, and uh, so we, we we absolutely want peaceful protests but we want to keep moving towards justice um, uh, the, the, the arc of history is long and bends towards justice but sometimes it's a little too long so that we don't see it in our lifetime and uh, and and we would really like to.
0: Tender infancy of hope. Wow. Uh, we're talking with Aldo Billingsley, Bay Area Theatre veteran, professor of theatre at Santa Clara University, leader of the Juneteenth Theatre Justice Project. Also Vincent Terrell Durham, playwright. His plays Polar Bears, Black Boys and Prairie Fringed Orchids. And it will live stream tonight at 7 p.m. to commemorate Juneteenth. What are your questions for our guests how are you celebrating juneteenth this year or does it feel different to you this year give us a call at 866-733-6786 again 866-733-6786 or post your questions or comments on facebook twitter or email them to forum at kqed.org i, I when i hear what you're saying both of you aldo billingsley and, and vincent terrell durham it it also yes reminds me so much of the familiar poll whenever there's progress of this sense of that you have to sort of temper your expectations, <laughs> just that familiar pull of, of wanting to temper them while at the same time wanting to have so much hope in what this moment could mean. And, and I think Juneteenth is is such a celebration of hope. It's such a celebration of freedom. And I wonder Absolutely. what it means to talk about to talk about black freedom now, what freedom means today for black people. And Vincent Trail Durham, if you I, want to start us off. yeah,
2: Sure. Um, you know, I look at your question really so differently. I look at it as a storyteller and uh, probably a lot of my personality. But like when we talk about Juneteenth, I immediately close my eyes and want to go back to that very first Juneteenth mm. when those yeah. people learned of their freedom. And I just want to embrace whatever that feeling must have been. That feeling must have been so joyful and jubilant. And 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 as selfish as I am, I want that feeling, you know. So that's why I close my eyes and try to take myself back to that time, because that that must have been so powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I Although think that
1: it. that I think that moment, Vincent. And I hadn't thought about going there. I always I grew up in Texas, and Texas was I think the first state in 1980 to adopt Juneteenth as a state holiday, and. Uh, Right now, we have all but four states who have accepted a Juneteenth as a, a state celebration or a state holiday. Um, uh, the four exceptions being uh, North and South Dakota, Montana, and oddly enough, Hawaii have not adopted it. Um, but when Uh, when I would go to different theaters and usually I work in the summer, uh, I would go to a a theater in the summer and say, what are y'all doing for Juneteenth? And they sometimes wouldn't have a Juneteenth celebration. And so Mm. we would start a Juneteenth celebration uh, because the history is ours and it's all of ours. And I think that's why we wanted to grab this play in this moment because theater, every theater performance is a community gathering. You bring an audience together and they are strangers who sit in the dark to experience something that another group of people on stage are doing in the same space. And that collaborative effort is what we need now. So when General Gordon Granger rolls up in Galveston, Texas on the 19th of June in 1865 and sees this, I'm sorry, he's not the first white person who realized these people were operating as slaves. He's the first one who said something. He's the first one who stood up and said, stop, this is wrong. You don't have to do this. And those voices of those allies need to be just as strong. Some people uh, think that to say Black Lives Matter means that you're saying something against the cops. And that is not at all the case. And they will tell you, yes, there are some good cops. And that is true. And they, these are just a few bad apples or a few few bad apples. But they stop there and don't say a few bad apples. The saying is will spoil the whole bunch. Mm. And those few good cops will be much better cops if they speak up about the bad cops and get them out. Those bad cops make their job more dangerous. So you- General Granger is pointing this out and saying, hey, you're free just like us in that moment.
0: Are you seeing examples of those reflections happening, Aldo Billingsley, uh, in non-Black communities? I mean, are you seeing that, do you feel like? Uh,
1: I I, I would say so in the theater community, but uh, we're already a rare breed of people who are um, a bit more aware, a bit more woke, a bit more sensitive to other people because uh, this work humanizes you even more and has you working on being a better human and and listening more and and to be more attentive. So uh, to see uh, theaters that, you know, uh, there may have been a a conflict between a a couple of individuals, but for this, there's an effort to come together and get past that. And it is just beautiful. There are are theaters who are calling me up today and saying, uh, look, we're not on the list, but we would like to be on the Mm. list. Um, we, uh, there may be a contact between even some uh, commercial theaters in San Francisco that are thinking about how they might be able to join in. And that never happens. Commercial theater and non-commercial theater, that, you know, we otherize so quickly in, not just in our society, but in our world and being able to, uh, uh, form communities that can break some of those walls down. And, uh, and so we can operate more as bridges than as gatekeepers. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the goal.
0: How about you, Vincent Derma? Are you seeing examples of this, this reflection or even reckoning that that uh, Aldo Billingsley is talking about?
2: Yeah, I actually I had a really wonderful email that um, talks about exactly what you're saying, and yeah, I've only shared it with a couple of people, Aldo being one of them. But um, uh, a couple of years ago, I had a stage reading of a play of mine, *The Fertile River*, at a theater, and it was very well received. But then when we got to the artistic talk back, there was this, this feeling in the room that I knew right away. You know, I knew it was, had so many racist overtones to it, but I really couldn't stand up and call it out because like, how do you prove what's in, in someone's heart? You know, because you know, the microaggressive words that were being used, it, it was really hard. But long story short, because of Eldo Billingsley and this project and reaching out to these theaters, this artistic director received an email and received the play, and took time to reflect on that incident and sent me an email recounting the incident, apologizing for his mm. racism, and he, he's, he spelled out that word. He apologized for his racism. So Vincent,
1: actually, just uh, I just texted you, retexted you his message. I think it's worth reading, really um what what he says particularly because of how it starts and how it finishes
0: would you be willing to share it vincent
1: i i would i would i I would love aldo to read it
2: (laughs) yeah you're you're the actor man listen to that voice
1: (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know i'm 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 too well raised to say no um so uh vincent i'm almost positive i'm one of the last people you want to hear from Still, I just wanted to tell you that I just finished reading your magnificent play. Your writing is so powerful, and I can't wait for people to hear your fresh voice and for you to get the recognition you richly deserve. I'm just so sorry that I will never, ever be able to take back my microaggressive words that I now see permeated our first meeting. Some lessons are learned the hard way, And I will forever live with what I now know, understand, to be racist actions. But I wasn't going to let that stop me from saying to you that polar bears, black boys and prairie fringed orchids is an important play. That's growth. That's that's a that's a minor miracle. Uh, and, And that's that that's that hope. That that uh, that you almost don't want to talk, <laughs> that, or, don't, right. or a text that you almost don't want to read, because because uh, it's almost dreamlike that uh, that somebody could have that road to Damascus experience, and the 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 blinders come off and they see differently. But that's the hope.
0: And it sounds like it it did speak to you that that you felt that you you felt and took in what he had to say, Vincent.
2: Uh, I have a whole host of feelings. I, I felt seen and, mm. and I also felt sadness that, you know, the things that I felt at that moment were actually true, mm. you know? So, it, it, you know, when you, <laughs> racism is never a fun thing when it's validated. So, but I, so, I do appreciate his, um, his awakening, you know, I embrace that.
0: Well, let's hope those are happening all around. I do want to quickly get this question in Aldo Billingsley from a listener who wonders where can one find black theater in the San Jose area?
1: Uh, in San Jose, there is Tobia, uh, is uh, the Black uh, local theater at okay. uh, the Mexican Heritage uh, Plaza uh, is where they often perform.
0: Well, Vincent Charles Durham, congratulations on Polar Bears, Black Boys, and Prairie French Orchids being tonight's uh, live streamed event. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you. You're welcome.
0: And thank you, Aldo Billingsley, as well, professor of theater at the Santa Clara University and leader of the Juneteenth Theater Justice Project. Judy well, Campbell so produced this segment. Us. Thank you. I'm Nina Kim. Stay with us. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation.
1: Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.